Easy parking with Easy Trip. Now available at Dundrum Town Centre. So you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum, where more happens. Welcome to Naming, Naming it. it, where we discuss pop culture, current events, and how they relate to the way that we live our lives, all through the lens of two black psychologists. Naming It is dedicated to acknowledging the elephant in the room, validating the lived experience of people of color. Coming to you from the Bay Area, California, we thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Bedford Palmer. And I'm Dr. Lamisha Hill. Music on Naming It is provided by Lee England Jr., the soul violinist. Good morning, evening, afternoon. Yeah. Welcome to Naming It. Welcome to Naming It, y'all. It's episode number 50. 50. I would think that with episode 50, you wouldn't have, like, lowered your voice and stuff. I don't know. Were you trying to go, like, smoky voice or something just now? Like, what was that about? Oh, every time. I'm just saying, one thing, like... One thing that we have done is we've been consistent trying, about we've been, shade. No, I'm not throwing shade. I was like, we tried to do a mic check, and suddenly you and Misha getting hot. Because I can't hop- the playback. I, Am I usually louder? No. Do you, I usually come in like, See, this is your normal talk. This is how you talk normally on the mic. And see, what y'all in here is that we went through this whole mic check where Lamisha was trying to sound like, like, what was it, uh, the, was I giving a the quiet, quiet thunder. Storm? Yeah, you're like, the quiet storm, Lamisha. Okay. I'm was just going to get up. Yeah, just don't, don't do that. What? Don't, don't, don't do that. That's not, that's not, that's not what this is here. Well, you know. See, I'm, so you're I'm doing gonna, it. Stop it. I'm going to be me today. That's not you. <laughs> be you. There you go. All right. Uh, so episode 50, y'all. Wow. Bedford just wants me to sit over here and slouch. And I don't care about your slouching <laughs> or you're not slouching. Just That's how I sound if I slouch. You didn't slouch because you normally slouch, apparently. So, let's, I'm going to change the subject. <laughs> what does the 50th episode mean to you? Oh, come on. I, we didn't, I don't want to do that. That's, why? Why? It's all sad. It's, it's, it's the 50th episode. It's cool. It's just cool? There's no I mean, significance? What, There's no, it doesn't, doesn't mean nothing? I mean, well, doesn't mean nothing. You mean it doesn't mean something? I'm just, hey, you know, I think it's cool. What is the impact on the 50th episode for you? What's the significance? It's that we got to 50 numbered episodes. We got more than 50. You is know, it got, significant to you? Why it got to be significant? I'm just curious. Everything is, you know, it's subjective. Is it significant to y'all? That's my question. Like, we, you know, it's not, it's not the two year. It's cool. I, why don't you tell us why it's significant to you and try just, to put me on the spot? I'm just saying, you know, you know, I like numbers, you know, I like multiples of five. And so for that reason, I don't but understand also, that. <laughs> well, you don't have to understand it. <laughs> this is the, we definitely have a neighbor out there who also likes numbers. So hit us up on Twitter and, and help a girl out. You know what I like? I like pizza and I like burritos. I like both of those. I have a I have a definite connection to those two things. Um, if we were talking about pizza and burritos on this episode, which we are apparently, so yeah, this is an awesome episode because we got I got to bring in the fact, and you know, San Diego burritos are the best burritos. So you and I so, both okay. So yes, I did we talk the, about that? The no, other we both went to San Diego two weeks apart. Yeah. How was how was your trip? Well, I was there for business. I mean, you were on a vacation and stuff. I was not on a vacation. I was there for business, too. I don't know. You seemed like you were be lounging for, and stuff. And you know what? I got a little exploring going on. <laughs> I hung out with one of my best friends. Uh, I grew up with her. My old One of my oldest friends um, in the world, Britt. What up, Britt? Britt and Sarah listened to the podcast, so thank y'all for checking us out. But So we got to see each other. We've known, them, known her since the third grade. So that was cool. Cool. And went down to Mexico to do some wine tasting in a space called Valle de Guadalupe. Cool. And walked around, uh, took the took the 
took a shared ride over the Coronado Bridge and went to the Coronado <laughs> Why is that? Hotel. Like, that's nothing. I did some that's... touristy things. But I... the bridge, I mean, it's not like it's Golden Gate. It's just this big, scary bridge in San Diego. You know, it's like, but I hate a... that bridge. That's a horrible bridge. Why is it horrible? It, have, I mean, if y'all haven't been and seen the Coronado Bridge, that thing is a nightmare. It's like... The angles of it going up. I'm sure it was a marvel and it's technical marvel, and you need to have the, it that high so that the aircraft carriers for the can come in because San Diego is like a navy port and all that stuff. But driving over that thing is a nightmare for anyone who has any kind of issue around heights. So I'm I'm good. That um, I could I could understand, but is it's enjoyable from the you know sitting in the passenger seat. Well, okay. So anyway. we walked around the waterfront out there went with my partner, and yeah. so people about to start complaining about like the fact that we're we're taking too long. No, this talk is like about a, San Diego. Spot. I don't want to talk about San Diego. You wanted to talk about burritos and pizza. I already finished. I like burritos and pizza. Okay. All right. What's up next? Um, shout ins. Sure. Okay, so I want to do a shout in. Uh, I have a couple of shout ins. Uh, the first one I want to throw out. Um, and I hope that you get to hear this before you go in, bruh. I want to shout out my my best friend from, from middle school and high school, Hiram Goods. Um, Hiram is out there right now dealing with... Um, some major health issues he's going to go and he has a uh, he has to get surgery uh on Monday and I just wanted him to know that his boy is thinking about him and that you're in our prayers bro and uh you're going to beat this just like you beat down every bully or fool who stepped to us when we were kids you know because we had we were like the group of the we weren't the the coolest kids you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but we weren't also like the kids who were getting stomped on because we had you know a little bit yeah and Hiram see my boy Hiram he was a little shorter than me right Mm -hmm. but he started all the fights so like I would have to come up and then they would like chase I remember this one time these folks chased him around the gym and then he like stopped with me, and then it was like one of those, it was like out of a cartoon or something because the people thought that they had him, but it was like nah, bruh, you have us, you know what I'm saying? And that's that that's my boy. That's one of my favorite uh, memories. I mean, there's some other memories. I ain't gonna put his business out on the street. We used to have a lot of fun and hang out, but I haven't seen him in years. But we keep in contact on Facebook, and I saw that he's uh, gonna be going through this. So hopefully, you hear this, um, and it you know picks your spirits up, bruh. And I look forward to. Uh, to catching up with you uh, and uh, you make it through this and, and you beat this like you beat everything else, brother. Uh, so, yeah. My other shout-in is uh, different different kind of energy. I like to shout-in Dr. Jillian Scott Ward as well as my cousin Steve Palmer okay. um, because they both hit me up individually saying that we needed to talk about this thing we're going to talk about this episode. Oh. Yeah. So okay. I, and my cousin, I want to actually go off on my cousin a little bit because I, I love my cousin. Uh, he called me out. I didn't even know he was listening to the podcast. You know what I mean? It was uh-huh. like one of those. He was just like, hey, bro, you need to do this. And I was like, wow, I guess we got to talk about this. But we'll talk about that in a second. All right. What are your check-ins? So I want to give a shout in to the cast of The Color Purple. Uh, they are in town in San Francisco. Why would you give a shout in to the cast of Color Purple? Steve Beffer's always already trying. Already. I'm just saying. I want to know. Over there why, what, what? So I want to give I, a, cast, uh, a shout in to the cast of The Color Purple. The cast of The Color Purple. The Color Purple is in town in San Francisco being hosted. At they're the just in town? Theater. Y'all make sure to go and check them out. I mean, it's a beautiful show. I got to see it live. Why aren't you giving a shout out to like the cast of the Book of Mormon and stuff? I'm just saying, what's special? So what, what's special what's happened? Special is that the cast came and did a live performance at UCSF, and we had an opportunity. Um, one of my colleagues and, and favorite people, Evolve Benton, did a, a wonderful interview with the cast. They spoke about all of the themes in the book, uh, how it shows up in the. Play and really the power of taking the message and the story of pain, of trauma, of love, spirituality, healing, and resilience, um, that it is just so very dynamic. And so it was great to hear them talk about what the color purple uh, meant to them. You know what? I agree. That is is dope. That's really cool because I really, I really, like, fully identify with the color purple, too. Like, especially that scene where Celie... Right. She couldn't go to the juke joint 
and the big party happened at the juke joint and she couldn't go because she wasn't invited, right? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when she was in, you do the, the, the clap and everything and the people and the, she couldn't go to Africa and she couldn't go to the thing because people didn't didn't tell her, didn't let her come out. I mean, I understand because, you know, apparently my co-host can't send an invite to a private yeah, performance. What, what, what? I'm just saying. Whatever. I'm, there I'm, there mm-hmm, is, you know, mm-hmm. we can get in on... You did you have guest tickets? Marshall did you came have, over here. Did you have St. guest Mary's? Did you have guest tickets? came on over here. You got invited to that. No, I didn't. You absolutely not. got invited to that. Invited. Yes, you did. Whole public got invited to that. So, anyway, I'm just talking about what happened just now. Benford's got a picture of him and Mahershala and, you know, a signed, you know, playbill of Moonlight. A signed playbill? Where are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, there's sure. not a playbill. I'm it's sure a you movie. Have a picture. I'm sure you have. What a do you mean a play? Picture? See, this you just make stuff up. <laughs> you are just making stuff up. You probably got a signed playbill. No, Clint, from Color Purple. Clint got a signed playbill. Yeah, see, I didn't get a signed playbill. Anyway, we did. You get see a how she poster. does me, y'all. You see how she does me. <laughs> uh, go, no, for, for real, for real. Um, if you're listening, if you live in the Bay Area, go go check it out. It is. It's a more so most people like I would say for many different topics for things for stories and uh, novels that have been made into to movies. Oftentimes, we don't actually read the original story. And this is going to come up in the conversation that we had maybe a little bit. But, you know, Alice Walker wrote The Color Purple in 1982. She won a Pulitzer Prize for uh, the novel and um, was the first African-American woman to do so. And then Steven Spielberg adapted the book uh, into a screenplay. And that's when, you know, we have this iconic uh, memory. And a lot of our memories are built from the movie. Um, and there are things then now in the play version that are more consistent with the original book. Mm. And so there are things that are not shown as fully okay. in the movie that come f- come more full circle Okay. In the well, don't don't ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm just saying there's a reason. Oh, well, no, no, just just go watch it. We'll all go there's watch it. There's a reason to go get your tickets. Yeah, 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 go yeah. check it out. I want to see it. I want to see it. Uh, uh, so, all right. So, is it time? It is time. So, what I'm supposed to do? Why, why I got to ask you to give me instructions? Because that's how you like to do it. No, because you be taking too long. <laughs> I cued you. Come on. All right. Play the jams. All right. So go ahead. Y'all do that. What's going on? Hey. No, we know. What's going on? <laughs> you just clip that and use that for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's where, going on? Where are we going to start? What's going on? I don't know, man. I don't want to talk about this at all, to be honest. Like I'm, I told it's, you, it's people call me. It's difficult. We're going to, I'm not going to dance around it too, too long. Well, stop dancing. Kanye. I had to say it. No, it's... Kanye. Yeah, I'm a, Okay, yeah, Kanye. We gotta talk about Kanye. <laughs> Why do you keep saying this dude's name? <laughs> Look, all right, so, like, like, let's just, like, get into it. Like, this dude said all kinds of stuff on, on TMZ, and everybody's angry at him. And I got calls from family and friends saying that naming it needs to talk about it, so we're gonna talk about it today. So, and I just want to put out there that... that he has said all kinds of things and done all kinds of things for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and those iterations of those things are in different spaces. But there's been something more recently happening with him on Twitter. Uh, he did an interview with Charlemagne the God. And what? Okay. But I got, nope, but, nope. And there's he, a whole other episode just on you know, that name. I'm not saying uh. we're not going to talk about all those things, but it's it, the TMZ thing that, that's one piece in a larger context. Yeah. In the, but can you call him just Charlemagne? I mean, that's just so. I mean, what? Come that's on. his stage name. That's just such a. Oh. Okay, so Charlemagne. What difference? I don't know. It's just that just it's like the Kanye thing is going. It, it's making me expand on the whole like people because he called himself a genius like multiple times during the interview. I'm just like, come on, y'all. Like, I'm sorry. Like, hey, I'm Bedford. I'm the 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 most crazy scientist ever. I don't I, like that. Doesn't make. I'm sorry. Um, it, anyway, anyway, Bedford. <sighs> what I'm trying to say is that TMZ is mm-hmm. part of a more recent cluster of demonstrations of behaviors and of different things, including the song that he did with T.I. and apparently an album that he has coming forward. So I think you put out, you know, the great point of, is this all a coincidence? 
Well, we'll get to that. Like, uh, yeah, like, no, it's not. Um, I mean, so if y'all haven't, if you don't know what's going on, here's the the quick summary. Um, he went on TMZ. He had an interview. It was actually cut pretty heavily. And what people have seized upon is that the, the statement that he made about slavery being a choice. Um, so right now. If you have not gone and listened to the entire interview, then you might be confused by what we're going to talk about if you've only listened to, like, the small sound clip. So there's a whole half-hour interview that we're going to have linked up. So you can go find the link um, on our website or... Um, Got to join the newsletter. Well, the newsletter won't be out, right, for them to... Because we do it on Fridays now. Are you gonna... If you want to drop the newsletter on Friday, Okay. Yeah, so our newsletter comes out on Friday now, y'all, because we were given advice that that's when the newsletter is supposed to come out. So that's what we're trying to do. But what we will do is like we'll have it, we'll put the interview on the Facebook for sure. We'll put it on our Twitter feed, um, and I don't know if we'll actually put it on the website because that's like a little extra. Um, but what you can find it, uh, and we might even link it into the because I saw someone's linking stuff into their uh, Jedi Council. Oh, we didn't even shout them out. Uh, we're going to shout the child out in a second. Uh, they have links in their um, description, so we can put the link in there maybe, too. I um, think that's the best way to do it. So anyway, yeah. find find the full context because... Yeah, so it was not what y'all thought it was. Um, it was not good. It was not cool. I am not. Don't don't get it. Don't get it twisted. We're not like this is not going to be the the fix, uh, fix it up. Yeah, and, this is and, not the save kind. Yeah, but it's it it is. You need to have context to understand what actually happened there. Um, so go ahead, listen to that real quick. I'm assuming you did. You're back. Great. Let's talk about it. Um, you're probably confused because <laughs> there was some disorganizedness. Happening, yeah, yeah, right? we're all confused. We're yeah, all confused. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Kanye West um, was expressing himself and different ideas in uh, not a, not in a very linear fashion. Well, it's not even that it wasn't linear because if you say that, then we're talking about well, do we speak linearly or is it you know is it is it narrative or you know whatever that's that's talking about culture sometimes. What I'm saying, what what I think, what people notice is that he was incoherent in a lot of ways and he was jumping around. There wasn't a lot of logical sense being made. And if you listen to, if you take small pieces out of it, and this is what a lot of people have been doing online who want to defend him is they'll take small pieces out and they'll put it out of context and try to like string it together. You know, it's like, Oh no, he meant this because if you see this, 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 and this, then he meant this. No, that's not how it works. He said what he said. It's a grown ass man. He said what he said. Everyone got to live with that. Okay. Um, on the front of the the slavery comment, right, um, he said slavery is a choice. And the problem with that is that there was no context. You know, he didn't he 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 said this and, you know, it's like one of those kind of catchphrases that comes out of like mm-hmm. the, the right wing conservative playbook playbook and all that stuff. Right. So if he had more nuance, what he would have said and what I would say is that like. There's a false choice around this, and then there's there's a reality of what slavery was, right? So people who were enslaved were kidnapped, right? Mm-hmm. So the people are kidnapped, they're placed into bondage, their their freedom is taken from them, and then they're reduced to the choice of living or dying, right? right. So they can either live and and eventually kind of be killed by enslavement, because that's what everybody who died in enslavement from my perspective, was murdered by the slavers, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they could either live that way or they can choose to either rebel and get killed, rebel, possibly get away, you know. Mm-hmm. They could kill themselves, you know. A lot of people did that. But on whole, it, it, it's not a full choice that someone can make, right? Because you have chains around, you have chains on, you have people who are forcing you who are doing all this stuff to you. Yeah, yes, right. and I want to point out that when he references that 400 years and, and and it's not just Kanye, it's other people who have made this argument around at one point um, the, the population of slaves exceeded the population of whites in the South, right? And there were slave revolts that happened in many spaces, including the South and in the Caribbean. Well, they were constant. Like, yeah. slave revolts were constant throughout the history of, slave, of enslavement. So, so the... 
the the soundbite in that narrative is what has to happen psychologically and emotionally for people to stay in a condition when numbers are on their side, right? Right. I mean, I don't think people, that, but, people move to the psycho psychological condition of being enslaved mentally. Well, but I think it's just like using and see. Okay, look, this is a this is the thing. This is one of the things that bug me about this whole deal, right? So before we even get into it too deep, right now we're analyzing the commentary of a guy who started his first album was about dropping out of college. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to integrate all this information and he's probably read stuff and he's done all this uh, whatever. But he wasn't trained to talk about this stuff. Right. So he's hearing these things from, you know, the media. He's reading pieces. He's hearing things in barbershops or wherever. And he thinks that he understands this. And so he goes out and he takes this platform and everyone is listening to him. But he's not a person, he's not a scholar in this area. He doesn't understand the nuance of all this stuff. And I, I, I it, it really bothers me, the, the play he gets, you know, and and the, the the mistakes he's making and how that affects people. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So for, you know, for any scholar in that was in the area, it, it, holding an area of expertise, they might have the ability to speak in parallel to other things, but they would never put themselves in a position getting on a stage and delivering a lecture or something that they knew some things about, but didn't research fully or just spoke from like off the cuff. They that's not right. the way that a lot of people would, would want to best present or formulate ideas. Well, I mean, but he's like, and so, and it's not just that, like, okay, like, it's not that if you don't go to college, you can't talk about stuff. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's that he's put, he's touting himself as some sort of thought leader around this, right? This is not his area of expertise. If he wants to talk about making beats and, like, the music industry and how the business of music works, then for sure, I need to, like, pay up and go and listen to that. Like, he, he's, he's a successful business person in that realm. He's a successful artist. He knows that kind of stuff. He can even comment on, on society if he wants to, you know. But, like, when he's starting to throw out facts and he's starting to, like, you know, talk about um, the culture in a way that pushes and promotes an ideology that I'm not going to believe he subscribes to, mm -hmm. but he's doing it because of his ignorance, that's a problem. And I mean, that's one of the things that like, got called out during the interview, right? Yeah. Can I, I, before we get to the call out, I also just want to acknowledge that, that Kanye himself has referenced experiencing what is commonly concerned as mental health concerns, issues, being hospitalized, um, navigating his own emotional trauma. And in the interview, he referenced that he was taking different types of pills and doing these different things. And I'm not trying to say, and I think that it's just a full on disclaimer that, you know, we're not diagnosing or saying this, this is something that he has or doesn't have or whatever the case, but just to say, just to reflect back that he even said that he took medication before going on the interview. So I'm also trying yeah. to... I don't know. I, I, you know, we, I, I can't, I feel he like it doesn't, has but what's the medication? I mean, like, depending on what it is, I don't care. I honestly don't, I don't know what he's taking. He could have took some Tylenol. I don't know, you know, and, and to be really like, I mean, like, listen, cause I think that people need to understand this. Like most medication that you take for any kind of psychological disorder, it's not going to be something that you can, it's going to change who you are in that one like hour before you start the show like if you're taking a um a antidepressant it takes a month for that to like have any kind of effect and it has to be consistent if you're taking like uh uh like a benzo or something like that then all that's gonna it's a downer so it basically is gonna calm you down like but that who knows you know you can get i don't know it's just like i don't i don't want to I'm not saying, I guess what I'm trying to acknowledge is his own level of awareness to the impact that medication has had on his, his own behaviors. So that's why he's, he referenced in the TMZ interview that, well, that's why he took down different pictures and different tweets and whatnot, because when he said certain things at certain times, he was in a different psychological, well, but, emotional state. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he said that and he was like, he was basically saying that he was dealing with opioid addiction, 
at that moment and like that he was high on opioids so i i don't know man he 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 said a bunch of stuff about medication and popping pills and all that stuff i think that again this is a person who he has a subjective experience we don't know what his what's going on for him medically we don't know what's going on when you look at that that interview you can see that he's disorganized in a lot of ways but that disorganization can come from all kinds of spaces it's not necessarily from any specific diagnosis it's he i mean like i could make the same argument he's just an asshole you know he's just a jerk you know it's it, it it's not necessary to like put him into some to give him I think that's fair, but yeah, it's not to say that like that is is in any way like an excuse and or a full on explanation. There's just a lot of variables, right? And I'm just trying to just acknowledge that there's just another variable in the room, right? I mean, one variable is that this dude is rich as heck and he's just able to do whatever he wants. He runs around the studio and they let him act a fool. And I, I mean, I think there's more about racism there than about anything else. It's like, oh, he can be a buffoon. Yay, go do this in our tabloid magazine so that we can, like, make a bunch of money off of selling the magazines and selling and getting the clicks on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, <sighs> there are people who are suffering from mental illness and they don't do this stuff, right? This is like, it, I don't want to associate this type of behavior with working through recovering from mental illness like this dude whatever he's going on if he if he comes out and he says hey i'm going to talk to you about my depression i'm going to talk to you about my mania if that's what's going on for him then we can i feel like then we can have a real discussion about what he's told us is going on with him but until then man he's just a he's a rich jerk who's exploitative all right, you so know? so I don't want to I don't want to get get too far off because we didn't want to spend forever and a decade talking about actual Kanye, but more so about the context and the circumstances that were happening and a really powerful moment that happened in the space in the TMZ interview. So I do want to say one last thing, just for y'all, just 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 keep this in mind. Does he like just you do your own analysis? Go look at when this dude's been in the news for saying something that's just off, right? See if that time correlates with an album coming out. I'm just saying, like, check and see whether there's a correlation between him mouthing off and doing all this controversial stuff, including naming his first album College Dropout, right? Like, I think he gets quiet. I think you don't hear nothing from Kanye while he's in the studio and doing all his other stuff. But as soon as something comes out, controversy needs to happen so he can sell more stuff. So, like, all of this is a manipulation to a certain extent. All of this is name recognition. All of it is, like, part of that. And that's why I have a hard time bringing it up. But I think right. that it and affects people. A lot you know? of people have talked about, like, stop giving him a platform. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then let's shift gears and talk about what I think is the more important moment, which is... Um, the person, the individual that was in the studio in TMZ studio, his name is Van Lathan, who made a very powerful statement in response to Kanye. I mean, he he did what a lot of people end up. I mean, like you all, I'm talking to the folks now. Y'all know that you know you've been in that space where you got somebody who's mouthing off and they're saying that they represent whatever identity you have and you realize that they're about to do some harm and now you have to go in and and shut that down you know it happens in your class it happens in the work meeting it happens you know like i said in the barbershop wherever you are outside there's going to be somebody some fool who's going to start saying some stuff and they and, and and they think that they're i mean you can assume that they think that they're trying to say something positive and helpful, but they end up just miming stupid things, right? Um, and and so <laughs> I could just imagine being Van Lathan, like, sitting there, this dude, like, in the way in the back, sitting there just fuming, like, what is this dude talking about? Why is he saying this? I, are you serious? I thought that was an act. Yeah, you know, are you, serious it, it, right now? you know, and then now you got this brother yelling across the studio, you know? So, so this is interesting because one of my first first reactions was really noticing the different dynamics that were in the room and in the space. Um, really thinking about uh, the impact of power, privilege, and racism. Mm-hmm. Right. So, 
just from a from a who's in the room kind of perspective, you have uh, a, two of one of the more visible people in TMZ who often and I don't watch TMZ, so I don't know their names, um, but. The white guy who's doing sort of the white guy leading the interview, uh-huh. and you have the black guy with the locks who's sitting down in a chair. Mm-hmm. So what that some of the dynamics are as Kanye is going on rant, 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 and saying some of the things that he's saying, the white guy is frequently validating those things. And when the brother tries to say stuff, he gets shut down. And then you have the other brother in the rear of the room, and this is a, you know, they have an open office space, so there's many folks with probably many different identities that are um, sitting down, working in different spaces, probably listening, probably not listening, who knows how how tuned in or checked out they are. But then Kanye turns and addresses all of them and Mm -hmm. says, how many of you have either agreed with what I've said or been touched by what I'm saying right now? And then it's playing to them as an audience, right? So Mm -hmm. again, using being on an elevated platform he already has a platform but he's literally standing on a platform right because the interview space is up in a higher elevation speaking over the you know over across the office down to all these individuals playing to them as if they are an audience and then you have somebody an african-american man in the rear of the room who literally has to yell in Mm -hmm. a rebuttal towards him and i'm i'm just blown away by the dynamics and and so I, to hear you say, like, well, does it have to be him as a brother that has to has to come for him and check him in that moment? Well, it does. I mean, because why? There, no one else is going to right. The people in the front. So here's the thing about the whole i the whole space is that it's a tabloid magazine. Their whole purpose is to do sensational, like, like, like content that like gets people at their base, you know, like the stuff they, they basically send out gossip and that's what they do. And they're unabashed about that. And the people at the front of the room, they're the, they're making the most out of that. I mean, Van Lathan is making out of it cause he's in there too. Right. So like, let's keep that super real. He works in that space, you know? So I think that, you know, you're not going to necessarily get ally behavior out of a group of folks who aren't necessarily allies. So there's nothing social justice about TMZ, I mean, like, that's not, you know, like, mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they ain't even BET, you know what I'm saying? Like, and BET <laughs> ain't that good, you know what I mean? So, I mean, like, you know, this dude's in the back. I, I really think that he, I mean, I think it was one of those situations. I mean, you we've all been there, yo. Like, you're sitting in class. You're just trying to mind your business. All you want to do is get through this class. You got a paper to write. You got yeah. this other thing to do. You're and right. then this dude, this person stands up, right? This this person who does not know, right? They do not understand. They didn't do the reading. Yo, they didn't do the reading. Everyone's done the reading. This person hasn't done the reading. And it happens to be the reading, the one side, the one freaking lecture where they're talking about black folks. And now this fool jumps up and says a bunch of stuff that don't make no sense because they didn't read the reading. And now you stuck. Because you're the only other black person in the classroom, right? And you're looking around and you're thinking, am I going to let these white folks think that this person is right? Because if he, if, if, if this person is the only, only voice, mm-hmm. then they all just going to go, mm-hmm, we believe that. Mm-hmm. Like when this person says, oh, yeah, black-on-black crime is a problem. And they're like, see, the black person said it. So now I can't just sit and chill and be and do my thing and, and, and matriculate through the class. Suddenly I got to get Obama in the classroom and fix stuff. Right. And that's what basically I'm going to call brother Van Lathan basically had to be the Obama of the TMZ and come in and fix stuff. Yeah. Like I totally hear the piece around um, Van being that person who is African-American and has to speak back to those issues that are being drawn up that are culturally like non-factual. Right. And. I also just want to, like, snap back, not snap back, but just acknowledge, I think it's helping me understand to see that perhaps what I would hope to have in a colleague is not to have to be the the one black person in the room yelling from the back of the room, um, trying to be heard and be validated. But I would hope that my colleagues would be able to say something else um, and to to be able to and not validate all of that nonsense that was happening. Like I said, one of the the leaders in the organization who does all the interviewing was just playing straight into everything that Kanye said 
the other the other black guy was just sitting down and just basically wasn't didn't say anything. Well, you tried to say stuff, but Kanye shushed them, and like I mean, that's the whole power piece, right? Right. So like when we look at this, the whole situation, like you were saying, like they're up on the stage, they're doing this thing, and basically you got this white organization that is allowing Kanye to to play the minstrel for them right he's getting he's doing all this weird stuff and he's like making himself look weird he's talking negatively about black people even if he doesn't think he is and then like when a black person who's in the front or at least like a you know i don't know if he's biracial or whatever but but he also he, has a, a higher position in the yeah. organization that he does all the interviews so he has well, no, 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 no. but what i'm saying is the, the brother who was sitting down right mm-hmm. when he tries to speak up he neither gets cover from the head of the organization, nor does he get cover from Kanye, you know? And so he gets effectively silenced, right? And then the only way that a brother actually comes in, another brother comes in, is by yelling from the back of the room, right? And, I mean, the the fact that it had to go so far and it had to happen in that way is just really interesting in terms of power dynamics. Yeah. Um, another thing that, that came up through that was talking about you know, he referenced Van Van spoke Lincoln. back to the piece around black on black crime. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, so Kanye was throwing out all kinds of like he was just saying stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I I actually didn't like the way that uh that that Van Lathan responded. Um I think that um I mean, he was right that there are people who are working on it, but I would have rather there been like a, a, a complete debunking of what was being said. So why don't you go ahead and debunk it? Well, I mean, like, so we, we've talked about this before, but if you do research on any kind of crime statistics, what you find out is that people who are in the same communities and the same location, people who are close to each other, are usually ones who perpetrate against each other. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you know, there are, in black communities, black people hurt black people more than other people. But guess what? In white communities, white people hurt white people more than other people, Mm -hmm. right? And if you want to get deep with it, like, family members hurt other family members more than anybody else hurts other people, right? And friends, you know, the person, if you're going to get hurt by somebody, if a crime is going to be perpetrated against you, it's more likely to be somebody you know than anybody else. It's not usually, like, you know, it's not this random thing. So it's just this, 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 fake use or ingenuine use of mm-hmm. statistics in order to silence black people when we talk about how oppression works not just works but how it how it's a crime against us mm-hmm. right so whenever we talk about killing whenever we talk about white people killing black people police killing black people oppression killing black people the retort is black people y'all kill each other so when you stop killing each other we'll fix all these problems so when you stop being human like all the rest of us we'll we'll stop doing horrible horrendous things to you right but Kanye doesn't get that Kanye doesn't understand that because Kanye dropped out and he didn't get that class you know what I'm saying like I'm sorry or Kanye like, got the Fox News playbook well it's it's no cuz I don't even I mean I don't think he's. I don't think he's miming Fox News. I think that that's a common. I do. I. I but I do. I do. I think that when I when I when I occasionally and and great, I'm going to acknowledge that maybe perhaps like my experiences with Fox News are not full or taken a little bit out of context. But when I even hear black people in conservative spaces, right? So maybe it's it's maybe this is also related to the conservative black playbook too. But it's the it's the same talking points. Yeah, but in the same order. I, I hear that. In the same order. I hear that. What I'm saying is I don't think that it's like that sophisticated. I think that these are these are the conservative playbook is a playbook. Like we all live getting this information and like when we come up through, you know, education and exposure and all this stuff, we eventually that's the whole waking up process, right? Is that we're moving away from a space where we didn't have consciousness and now we're gaining it, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of us it takes like a lot of reading and it takes a lot of school and all this other stuff to kind of pull us into that space where we can actually talk about some of this stuff and undermine it. What Kanye was doing was he was speaking from a non like he he didn't have he doesn't have the context, right? He was moving. In, I'm assuming that because the other thing to assume is that he's actually literally trying to be a, a conservative speaking person. And that's not what he's coming off as. He's trying the way he's from his own mouth. He's trying to connect with these cats. 
but I think that he doesn't understand. Like, he's never looked up the statistics on it. He just knows that black folks are dying in Chicago, and he hears people on the news talk about it, and it seems to make sense because the news doesn't leave space for voices like ours. But he's also from Chicago. doesn't matter where he's from. What I'm saying is, is that he's, he, his example was Chicago when he said it. So he's saying— because he's written songs about it, though, also. But and he's from Chicago. What, I, I don't understand why you're bringing that up. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's necessarily unique to Chicago. I think his point was no. But he was talking. When I'm saying that is because he said people are getting killed in Chicago. Black people are getting killed in Chicago by black people. So he's talking about his context. People are getting killed in Compton. I don't know. Like it's not about Chicago. But he was talking about it. Right. So I know you're from the Burbs. You don't need to like ride for Chicago right now. I'm just saying that like he was. He has his own context. He sees what he sees on the street, and he hasn't he hasn't made a critical analysis of it. And yet he's speaking towards it, and he's getting play. Like, he, when he says something, instead of it being this one dude who doesn't really have an understanding of it talking, he gets to talk to millions and millions of people, and that's a problem. And I think that's what, what Van Lathan was reacting to. That's what I think a lot of people are reacting to. So that that's what I'm saying. All right. So, okay, Chicago, do your thing. I don't know what <laughs> so, that was. So, I know that this is not going to—maybe this is going to be more for the listeners, because I think it's going to evoke something different for you. But, you know, Van Lathan said that he was disappointed in Kanye. And I could—I could—what I felt, I felt it when he said that he was disappointed in him. And the ways in which he acknowledged how important— Kanye's music was for him personally in his life. And I would say that also, coming from a a space of Illinois, yes, I'm from the Burbs, but Chicago made me everything that I am. And Kanye's music about Chicago was some of the most powerful music that I've ever had in my life, particularly the song about homecoming. That is my lived experience about moving away from a space that I will never know if I will ever go home to. And so I think that there are also people that are that in many spaces are like grieving this relationship to an artist that they found to be so prolific and so important in their life and to give a little voice and space to that. But I, I'm curious, you know, well, you, you say you're curious, you know, I don't care. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, does Kanye disappoint you? No, because I didn't have any pride in him in the first place. Like I I've had a problem. I mean, like straight up, I like his music. I will play like his. uh uh, I identify with the toast, you know, that, that, the, whatever that song is with the toast to the, you know what I'm talking about? Like, no, what's the song's I, name? That's you not know? my favorite song. Well, I, I think it's great. You know, I, I, his irreverence, his, his, his vanity is all part of the rap persona. I love that. I love the, the smack talking. I'm the greatest. I'm the best in your album. But when you're out, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to come back to earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to be like, oh, well, look he at... He doesn't live in Earth. He doesn't live in a... In well, a he does, but he, I'm... He's his lived experience. He's making that. Consistent he, with... he, he created that, right? He created that. He made himself into Disneyland. I don't know. Like, what I'm saying is, is that I get that people feel a certain way about him, and I think that, like, yeah, if you, people got to, like, deal with that. My my beef is, is that... Well, I, don't, it, I, I feel like he's taking advantage of, of the people who care. Like, I think that he makes these controversies. He does this stuff. It's a business ploy in order to sell albums. I don't think that any of that stuff, I want to love everybody, all the stuff he's talking about, maybe he feels that way, but he, why isn't he saying that? Why isn't he making all this big fuss and doing all this publicity? And, like, why isn't he promoting his worldview when his album isn't coming out? You know, like, that's all That's all I'm saying. I, I think that, and and... The problem is, is like when you, he has a, he has a track record of throwing our community, our communities under the bus for his record sales. Like I was doing retention work with black students. Okay. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, in the background, I got these students listening to an album called College Dropout. Mm -hmm. And this dude who is like glorifying like going on the news talking all kinds of stuff about and like what is that piece of paper gonna mean to you yeah all like that is but he agrees to keep you warm i remember yeah so he's saying all this stuff right but what he's not saying is like oh by the way i have this particular psychological condition right i have a neurological condition that makes it so that i see music in colors right because he's talked about that mm-hmm. so he can see music 
in 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 the world. He can arrange music in a way that we're not able to because we don't have that particular brain trait. So he can drop out of college because one might say he's a musical genius. Now I got to tell these these students like, well, do you have that? Or are you a genius in something else? Are you a math genius? Because if you're a math genius, you need to be in class. Are you a history genius? Are you a social science genius? We'll never know because you can't craft it because you're listening to this rapper who's telling you that it's not valuable. And he does that over and over again. He like he does these things. He drops a grenade and then walks away. And then right. people like us got to pick up the pieces. I Yeah, I agree. Because if you, if you parallel that to other other folks and you know the other ones that are often referenced are Steve Jobs and Bill Gates who didn't finish college or dropped out of college or never started and went on to pursue their passions and their talents and uh, innovate their ideas and you know they are very unique special people that's that's not the common experience in the world but they also even with their even that being their narrative even that being their lived experience don't espouse that as a, as a recommendation for everybody else in the world well they don't and, say don't go to school yeah but they and again they're also it's and like they have the, but i think that that's part of their professional their, their, their social responsibility they're like just because this is this was well, but, me but they were also privileged in the front in the, on the front end right they were like these are talking like like people who were coming they're like oh yeah i dropped out of mit or harvard or something like that right they were privileged on the front end some of these folks they created new technology that basically couldn't learn anything else about because they're making it yo if you're i mean I, I all I'm saying is is that this dude runs around talking about he's a thought leader. He talks about being a genius over and over again. He's telling everyone they need to listen to him. I hear that you can do whatever you want, but there's consequences to your speech. There's consequences to doing this. I think that people might be seizing around on the wrong stuff because they're they're focusing on the clip. They should watch the whole deal and understand just how messed up the things that he was saying were. Uh, people were saying that he was when it first started happening. They were talking about he's in the sunken place. No, he's not in the sunken place. The sunken place is is a place where you lose control of yourself and you're no longer able to to kind of exact change on the you know enact change on the world because of oppression. He is enacting change. He is literally enacting change because he's privileged. Mm-hmm. That is not the sunken place. We need to just understand that this guy is out there doing what he's going to do so he can pay for the things that he wants to have. And it's no deeper than that. He's a good musician. Maybe he has like a connection. Like you can you can feel his connection to Chicago because he's from there too. And you can definitely feel the deepness of that. But yeah, just like there's a lot of people out there who are who are doing smart, cool stuff that I don't really want to hear from. Like they didn't they're not the people who should be speaking on certain other things. You know? Right. I hear that, and I think that that was the acknowledgement that that he has a right to his opinion. And uh, no, no, sorry, no, no, I hate that. Tell me you, why. Right to your opinion, no, why? you, you, no, you, you. So he you, can he can't say what he wants to say. He can say what he wants to say, but like saying there's a connotation to right to your opinion. Okay, it's like, okay, so he no. can say what he wants to say. Yeah, he can be. What, he can say is, stupid why, stuff wait, he tell wants me this, to. Tell me this why does the 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 quote and and what is a colloquial? You have a right to your opinion. So activating because people use that as a way to disrupt like actual important conversations. They say they, they throw out opinions without backing it up. They don't have any receipts and they want that opinion to be held at the same the same value as someone whose opinion is actually informed. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have your 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 opinion and it's not informed, it's, it's pretty much worthless. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. It just is because you haven't you chose not to go far enough to, to think hard enough to go. Dude, I'm not even talking about going to school. Go on Google and make sure that what you're saying is right. And then say it. But what people do is they just say some stuff and they look at you and say, I have a right to my opinion. No, like, no, absolutely not. He didn't he didn't get his receipts. If he had looked it up, he would never said the black on black thing. He wouldn't have said the 400 year slavery thing. He wouldn't have said half the stuff he said. He he did not go and get his receipts. He did not bring those forwards. Okay, so that's all I'm saying. I don't want to talk about this fool no more. Can we be done? Yes, Bedford doesn't want to talk about him anymore, but I will go ahead and link up some of the other pieces in the newsletter because there are other uh, 
I would just say spaces and context that I think create an, another uh, add a little bit more to the canvas than what we're talking about. You know, we talked about one piece. There's a, there's a couple other more recent pieces. So I'm going to put them in the newsletter. We're not going to get them to get into those on, on the podcast, but are we going to do the wind down? The wind down? Yeah. What's the wind down? down? So we, we start the... Why, what is... Why? Why, Lamisha, got to be trying to start... Are you... Are well, we... you can say close. What's the why? I just... You're, you're, you're making new segments. I'm not making a new segment. It's where we talk about how to connect with the podcast, how to find our materials, how do I find you online, how do people find me. That's the wind down. That is not the wind down. It says very clearly on our sheet, this is the <laughs> outro. <laughs> 50 episodes, and it says outro. It says it right here. It says outro. Let me look. It says O-U-T-R-O. Let me change that to the wine now. No, Because that's going to make it it relevant. See, y'all don't understand. (laughs) She be just making stuff up and saying it, and then I'm like, what are you talking about? It's not on the sheet. And she's the one who come up with the sheet. (laughs) She wrote it down. She's like, we need to have, early on, we need to have systems. We need to put together the sheet. I'm going to have, we have all the episodes. It's so organized. It's so wonderful. And then she just go off script, y'all. Just go off script. <laughs> 50 episodes. 50 off script. Ep- all right. So can we get into the outro? <laughs> we don't call it that either. <laughs> Lord, how do I get off this podcast? <laughs> How do I how do I get off the podcast? That's what I'm trying to figure out. All right, y'all. So I'm just gonna cut it. There you go. All right. For details about the topics we mentioned in the show, you can check out our website, namiapodcast.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at namiapodcast. Yeah, and check out our store and pick up some naming it gear. It's, you can look on our website, you can find it, Teespring. We got stuff out there. Check it out. All right, if you like what you heard, please leave us a review. You can do that on iTunes, on Stitcher. Are there other platforms to leave reviews on? Uh, Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you can, I don't know, Stitcher. You can do it on Stitcher. No one does it on Stitcher. It's really weird. All right, so uh, but iTunes. iTunes. And uh, Spring, Spring, Spreaker. You should go on to Spreaker and, and find us on Spreaker now. All right, because we are on a new Android platform that is Spreaker. Yeah, but you can get it on the iPhone, too. Oh, okay. You can get it on iPhone, too. Yeah. All right, yeah. so where can I find you on social media? Everywhere. At DRBF Palmer. And Dr. Dr. Palmer's social media is lit, so y'all should follow him. I had a I had a millennial actually say that to me. She said, Your social media is lit. I was like, Wow. <laughs> it I have is arrived. lit. It is lit. It's not yet. It's lit. I need I need Take I need one of those. Okay. Okay. Take okay. The where they, where can where can we find you? You can find me at Lamisha Hill on Twitter. And I just want to tell folks like one more time about the newsletter that we've been putting out. So how do you get on the newsletter? You gotta to go to the website, scroll down, and subscribe. Uh, yeah. We will not spam you. This is the way that we... Why do you always bring up spam? Because people spam. don't like subscribing you, to you stuff. You're priming either. them to think about the spam. Okay, you're right We're about that. We're not spam. You're, you're right about that. It's good stuff. You're right. Yeah. All right, so subscribe, and you'll get our weekly newsletter that has all the additional content, the materials, what we like to call the reference list, right? So we're talking about receipts. Those are our receipts. You put them in the reference list. Thank you for not making something. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, so, all right, so is that it? Special, give them a special shout out. I want to give a special shout out to Louis England Jr., who provides music on Naming It. And you can find him on social media and follow his music at Louis England Jr. All right, all right, so is that it for today? That's it for now, so I'm telling you, keep naming it. And I'm going to give one last shout out to, I would say, the namer of the day, the namer of the episode today, I'm like, then keep naming it. That's true, the brother did name it called out the whole elephant in the room. (laughs) All right, y'all. Peace. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Now available at Dundrum Town Centre. So you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum. Where more happens.